Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of Tending Trauma with me, your host, Thomas F. Weber. Today, we're joined by Bernadette Bruckner. Hello, Bernadette. Yes. Hello, hello from Austria, the country who is supposed to yodel. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Bernadette. Thank you for coming all this way, all the way um, from across the world um, to be on the podcast. Um, would you take some time to introduce yourself to the audience? I'm coming from a bakery from the countryside in Upper Austria. Uh, I'm, I'm truly in, in front of the Alps, so I'm seeing them every single day. Um, and I've, I've worked in more than 20 companies, uh, nationally and internationally. And two times uh, CEOs from big companies uh, came in our bakery and just asked me if I want to join their company. And I always supposed to I never say no. I think it's, it, I should begin to do that. But um, because of that, I was with 20 in a very high position. And most of the time, they, they, I just jumped in. Um, and to make it short, um, through jumping in in everything, what, I, what seems like fun, I came out with three burnouts. I was highly suicide. Um, I was from overweight to became uh, re truly an eating disorder. And through my life story, um, I, and afterwards also a car accident and also a problem with my colon, um, I just begin to reflect on myself, on my beliefs and what I got from my parents. And through that, I created my own nutrition style and my own coaching therapy style and also working um, creating resilience methods, coping strategies for other people. Most of the time they are coming to me with really tough stories. Mm. Uh, they were before in every single different, you know, with doctors, therapists and everything. And they just come to me and I begin to, to explore more and more um, what's possible when you unleash your subconsciousness and checking your beliefs checking on your values and everything mm. what you what you got from your parents and your surrounding the first five to seven years. Um, and today I'm doing my PhD and research in the field of health framing. And I can scientifically prove why my stuff actually works. And I most of the time, <laughs> because for me, for me really it's good. like, you know, I actually create everything because helping myself mm. um, going to the holistic approach. I never took any medicaments or anything else to come out of my burnout, but actually exploring myself and my beliefs and values, how I came that far. Because when I was in France and nearly killing myself, I was like, oh, I'm actually a happy person. I always was a happy person. But why did I came that far? Um, and this was so surreal for me that I always knew there is something out there, something way much better. And after my car accident, which I have no idea, not even today, how I could survive it without anything, no scratch, nothing. Um, and for me, it was like a waking up call and just seeing um, and exploring what reality is. Because um, according to Paul Watlewick, he was actually an Austrian. And he said one sentence, how real, how real is reality? And 
as more as I'm working with the beliefs and values and also uh, working on the identity level with the people, with myself and also with others, yeah. I, I, I see that we actually create our surrounding, our reality, and there beyond our creation, there's way much more. And if we don't have any filters about which are based on our beliefs and values we got from other people, right. we might be exploring that everything what happens to us or what we call living, we can totally change by changing our perspective um, about yeah. reality. Definitely. Yeah, it's a funny thing how you the 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 way that you you know end up spending your time thinking thinking thoughts you know having the perspectives that you have kind of end up making up what life you you live what reality you're living in and, and to me it's so interesting i explore through my own coaching therapy style i definitely want to uh, have scientific proof i found out about constructivism about communication science about mm. neuroscience neuroplasticity and I do my second master in the field uh, of neuron psycholinguistic which will be the core topic of my PhD and and as more as I listen how people talk about themselves and about how they see the world I truly can step into their world and begin to to ask questions and giving their different framings or different yeah. points what's possible and as more as you you actually see that most of the people have no idea about living, about happiness, about um, how joyful and funny life can be yeah. through the traumatas, through what they got from their parents. And we are talking about parents who, at, at least in Austria, experienced war, past war uh, traumatas. Okay. And I see it with my mom and with my dad, and, and both know what I'm talking about I when see. it comes to war experience. Yeah. It's like we all have, we all carry subconsciously beliefs from our ancestors, mm -hmm. and, and they, they shape our world. And as more as I perceive, because I'm working with a lot of clients uh, regarding their inner child trauma and doing healings, I see how much sub our subconsciousness actually truly shape our beliefs, our habits, and, and the way we talk, of course, yeah. and the way we act. Yeah, it's funny how it, it does sort of seem like there are certain patterns in mm -hmm. maladapt, you know, when, when you haven't gotten the, the appropriate levels of like attachment and, and, uh, you know, um, healthy, um, parenting habits that there are many, well, you know, a, a few, a handful of maladaptive strategies that can just kind of perpetuate into themselves and you just kind of get trapped. Yeah. And the interesting part is, I don't know how it is in your country, but most of the people begin to truly look about their life, their living, about the point of view, about career and everything else when they either get ill or having other life challenges. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't we do it in a earlier stage? Yeah, well, That's why I, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe it has something to do with the framing. With the, of course, <laughs> and most of the time that the framing or the frame we, we got from is actually from our parents. 
And yeah. I grew up yeah. with with beliefs and, and, and sentences. You have to be in one in one company till you retire and making oh. a career. And and as woman, I has to I have to be at home with the children and all the things. I, and okay. I never, when I was a teenager, I, I said to my mom, no, <laughs> there is way much more out there. And, and she she um, I still remember I, I always wanted to become an animal keeper. Yeah. And my mom always said, just learn something useful and something <laughs> what makes money out of it. Sure. And and um, I when I I see and talk with teenies and and uh, younger people, they didn't got all these beliefs. Um, mm. Is it better or not? I don't know. We are probably the first generation who never had any crisis than what we have this year, but yeah. who have not experienced any war and anything right. else. And and this is something. I truly believe that we got a lot of good stuff from our yeah. parents and ancestors and a lot of interesting stuff right. and not so useful anymore, but still um, they influence our living and our thinking and our decisions. Definitely. I mean, you know, my, my research is, is um, has, has guided me into like, you know, how generational trauma can last for several generations and mm -hmm. sometimes you know, there's a minimization of uh, how, especially, you know, when your parents or your grandparents went through something that was more atrocious than what you were going through, even if, you know, what you were going through included, say, uh, a distant father who, or, you know, a, a you know, more aggressive mother, um, but they were there, you know, they didn't get blown up in some war somewhere, you know, and, uh, you know, those, those things are still challenging. It is, and as more as I do my coachings and, and work with other people, I see the influence even of uh, ancestors we never met. Yeah. And also surrounding we never met, but they are still energetically and also in our subconscious, and they are influencers. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so interesting when I see the difference after I did the sessions with the people, and when we solve it and what it means uh, when you rewind actually your neurons in your in your body in your head yeah. and begin to to perceive the world in a different way but it still was there before yeah so can you can you maybe say a little more about like what made you um become so attracted to the, the your, your focus the um help refra reframing mm -hmm. um funny it, it was like um, as more as I did my further education as more as I did my research because at the, at the beginning my PhD topic was something totally different sure but my my professor uh, because now I have the fourth professor for my PhD topic because all the other professors just went the first one retired the second one was like we don't fit together the third one died because he had cancer. Then wow. I was totally, totally liberal. I, I was just upset. And I was like, should I stop now my PhD research and everything else? Because it's going on for 10 years already. <laughs> and then I, I found the other one and he was at the university in Salzburg. I was before the university in Vienna. And the topic about neural uh, and psycholinguistic came up. And my background is from NLP. I learned NLP and everything else. Okay. 
And one day I met um, Elisabeth Rehling. She is a German, but she's in the States at the Berkeley University mm-hmm. and doing research in the field of political framing. Oh, and okay. When she was talking about uh, at a conference in Vienna, I, I got more and more into the framing. And I was like, yeah, everybody is framing yeah. through our beliefs, our values, and what we learn. But we never looked on the topic of health. And when you when you ask every single person out there um, what they what what health means to you, we most of the time connected with disease. Most of the time, it's um, it's about not truly focusing on health, but focusing on disease or the way we actually learn from others health should be either on definition of the from the health organization or from public health or whatever. And as my first uh, master is in the field of health management, it was clear for me that I want to go way much more in there. And through my uh, uh, life story or health issues about suicide and everything else, I knew you have to be on a mental level uh, to change uh, your body awareness. and as more as you get into it, you perceive and see that our world is shaped about framing. Um, and if you, if you see 2020 with COVID-19 and how they communicate something not visible, we talk about a virus, no one can you know, grab it all. Right. But there is a threat out there which is not visible and as more as you, you read about uh, or hear about in the media, as more as it does something with you. So health is always connected with emotions, always connected with pictures, always connected with information. And either you take it for real or not. And as more as people take it for real that there's a threat out there which is invisible and makes something with you, it makes something inside with you. And if you are be interested in the, in the uh, psychoneuroimmunology, you know uh, that the mind and the mental thing also shapes your health or your illness. Absolutely. Um, and this makes it so interesting. And this yeah. is, uh, I always said, at 2020 is for me the best research field globally mm. in, in so many different ways that I never thought about a year or 10 years before when I began with my with my PhD topic and, and research that is becoming so current and so um, state of the art what I'm doing for years um, that I support it as much as possible during lockdown with different ways, with podcasts, with blog articles and everything else that people begin to perceive and see health and disease in a different way and what communication from media communication from politics communication from pharma industry doctors and everything else yeah actually influences your own health and this was so interesting yeah you know on on this podcast we we love to talk about like this the social influence of things you know trying to understand like the root behind some of these um some of these traumas that we go through and trying to 
understand like what what's appropriate here like from a clinical like from from an aggregate perspective like what's what's the best um thing and it sounds like there's some um some framing that politicians and and health um, advocates you know um, seem to find themselves in that may or may not be helping the mass population um, I, we can ask ourselves or um write down for example who or what does influence you and your health and the, the point of view what you have on living and on everything else what you perceive because yeah. it's not only politics or media but also influences also our parents our family teachers um, and doctors of course and when we talk um, about if you if you take the advice for real or not uh, it's always about do I take the person who is front of me serious uh, for real do I believe this is an expert or not I'm in the middle of publishing one of my I, I, I love the book a lot I call it in English disrupt everything where I give tons of different um, tasks in it and and also exercises if we have the compliance um, if we take that serious the tip or not how do we we see the other person and there is one thing what I teach the most um, my clients is that they begin to listen themselves again and because we are actually the best experts for our body for our mind and for our health but we just forget or actually get trained to listen to others more than to ourselves. And when I see what happened um, with COVID-19, the domestic violence raised, the abuse about drugs and alcohol raised, the suicide rate raised globally. Yeah. And I'm like, it can't be because of something what is not reputable for us, what is yeah. invisible. And, and others telling us this is so dangerous, but if you see more and more uh, all the statistics, it's not a pandemic. We have a pandemic, but it's related to nutrition. It's related to high blood pressure, to overweight and all the other things. Sure. But no one is talking about. So yeah. that's what I mean with framing. Yeah, it does sort of, I mean, like something that I've noticed a lot is that, you know, how stress various different forms of stress is like it does have a negative impact on on health and um it's a difficult thing to not ignore or you know it's it's easier to ignore stress to try and push it away and just to you know dissociate from having to go through it um but there's not really you know i don't i don't know i haven't seen a culture um yet pop up that wanted to address stress um as a culture together but there's also how i learned it in health promotion yeah. we have always stress and distress sometimes yes, yes. stress is it's it's not bad but it always Absolutely. depends how you define it and that's why i created so many resilience methods because after three burnouts um and highly suicide i i found out for myself okay I created some, or I got beliefs and values which are not useful for me, which, which actually kill me. So I have to change my beliefs and values about it and also find solutions to whatever comes to me 
And what I believed before, it, it makes stress inside of me that it doesn't make any stress for me anymore. Yeah. And yes, it was a journey. Yes, it's a path. It's still a path. Uh, but as more as I discover myself, my subconscious and all the the, mechanic, the mechanics behind it with the beliefs and values and who am I or what, what someone defined for myself the first years who I should be, I can change. I can, whatever I learned, I can relearn. I, un, I can unlearn, relearn and learn something new and just yeah. define myself on the level of identity, on the level of beliefs that I can create my own world, which fits to me and where I can stay healthy and make choices, which is good for my body, my mind, and also however, if you want to believe it or not, but on, on soul level. On, on the what level? On soul level. Oh, on soul level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is, this is something I think we are in, in times where incredible value. Uh, and either we, we have a breakdown. Yeah. Because we cannot handle it, right. or we truly see it as chance to to see the world differently, to see yeah. the chances in it, the possibilities, and yes, depression, stress. This is something we learned as yeah. child. You have no idea what it is, but all the other people is telling you because this thing happened now. You right. have to be on stress. You have to be on depression. You have to be on anxiety and fear and everything else. Right. When you, if you have the right adaptations, you can transform yes. the stress into eustress and yes. or the distress into eustress, and it doesn't have to be something that hurts you. No, and it always and that's that's uh, it's interesting about resilience mm. because some people, every single person, it depends how you learned it. Yeah. Uh, just reacts on whatever happens at the moment in a different level and how come yeah this is education mm. so so yeah it sounds like you're saying that there's a perspective there's a mindset that um, we can adopt as individuals and as a culture that involves um, a level of understanding that there is a challenge and we and we want to take it seriously we want mm -hmm. to you know lean into the challenge and 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 tackle it with um or you know fa face it with with compassion and and uh courage um is there any challenges you've noticed in, in helping individuals get to that or um any like you know kind of kind of hurdles that you've noticed um over time with um, people or populations in general i when in i getting visit, to them mm -hmm. i went to visit sri lanka um, 2009, I think it was, yes. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because it was one or two years after the tsunami. And I talked with the population there and it was so incredible because of their beliefs and because of their religion. They handled it in such a way I've never seen before. Wow. And for me, it was like the first thing what I said is, would we be that resilient and cope with what happened then in this way. And I always say no, no, huh. because they have such a different beliefs and perception about living. Yeah. And there is something higher out there who has a reason, calm or however you want to call it. Yeah. That, that they master it in such a way 
this was so incredible. And when I see it um, with uh, people who got abused, because yeah. I, I truly have clients with very bad uh, stories and, 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 and I'm, I'm amazed every time um, when I work with them, how they cope with it. Yeah. That's so interesting uh, how they perceive it and how they handle it. And I, I learned, I, I'm, but that, that's my opinion. I learned with every single client and patient who comes to me, what life can be. Yeah. And that, that I'm so blessed, even with all my challenges, mm. um, that, that, I, that, I, that I still believe that I don't have any problems. Yeah. And this, this makes something humble. I'm very humble that I'm allowed to accompany so many people I'm, I'm supporting more than ever internationally uh, since since uh, COVID and the lockdown and everything else. Sure, sure. And for me, it's like, who actually defines if you have a trauma, a trauma or a traumata, and who tells you how to act and react on it? And yeah. this is something we got trained. This is something we 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 got educated out of the beliefs of our surrounding yeah and i truly after meeting all those people who are really brave and and i'm so i'm i'm so blessed and i see how we got conditions in so many ways yeah. uh, from others that i begin more and more to 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 understand why, why i'm so stubborn sometimes sure. and i said i'm i'm listening to myself what feels good for me, and um, and I have I have to admit I'm in horoscope by Leo, so I have a very strong mind. <laughs> um, and when I teach more and more women and and uh, and moms to truly listen to themselves and not listen to everybody else, how you how you should educate your children yeah. and who if who is a good mother or not, I see that um, we as more as we accompany each other being on eye level and and truly understand what nurturing each other means, we learn from every single person. And if we take it for real or not, what we hear and perceive from others is our decision. So when someone yeah. is telling the other person um, is their guilt and that I'm the way who I am today, I say no, because it's always a free decision if I take it for serious and real, right. what other people is telling you. And I always say we inspire each other if we want to take it as reality in our world or not is our free decision. Yeah, so you're saying that like as an individual kind of being able to wake up and, and understand like, you know, the inherent quality, you know, that we have as as humans, I guess, to be able to use our intuition and, and seek out and understand like what feels right, what feels mm -hmm. the most um, peaceful and, and helpful is um, something that we can we can do just like we learned how to be memo adaptive from whatever um, culture or family system we came from. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting what truly influences us and religion yeah. is a huge topic, sure. also media. Yeah, I I grew up and I'm pretty sure you do. We we didn't have social media before. We didn't have any internet. Yeah. 
And, <laughs> and I truly believe that that we had it that our childhood was easier than today. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the so-called quick learning curve. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and I think we talk about one generation. What happens there? I still remember. I think it was ten or eleven when we got our first computer, and this yeah. was so ooh computer. <laughs> And 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 we were totally heroes because we had yeah. a computer. Today it's right. like if you don't have one, it's like no go. <laughs> right? Yeah, Isn't they don't it? even they don't even register. Yeah, I'm like yeah, like uh, I have a cousin who uh, she just does. Of course, she would have a TV in her room, you know, like where she has her own, you know, for several, you know, a phone and a tripod, and it's um, very different perspective, I guess. And it, I don't. I, I met a lot of people who are uh, who just begin to refuse yeah. to use the internet, refuse to watch TV, yeah. and they 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 go totally back. And we have a speed life we never had before. We have innovation every single moment. Wow. And sometimes you truly see that that the human it's just too much. And yeah. when I begin to discuss with a lot of people how the world could be in the future, and also with transhumanism and, and becoming a, a, a machine and, and uh, whatever people believe innovation is, yeah. as more people begin to, to go to the, to the core again, to nature, to, to stop everything what's about digitalization. And it's so interesting to see and if someone begins to want to predict the future, I'm like, you can't, because because <laughs> right. there's so many, yeah, so many different points already out there, and right. a lot of people begin to go back to the roots. That's how I always yeah. say, it. and and just refuse digitalization, refuse uh, internet and everything else, and become outsiders. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm close to do the same. I mean, I build up a lot on sure. internet and social yeah. media and everything else, but I'm like, I don't want anymore. Yeah, um, I think, I think that in a lot of ways, you know, especially with social media, um, there is like a sense of kind of um, like existing as a, as a way to distract, you know, existing mm -hmm. as a way to feed into some of these maladaptive strategies. And, and within that, I think there's a, there's a hollowness. There's like, you know, it's like, it's not really what we're trying to accomplish. And maybe like what you were saying before, you know, like some of these people are trying to understand like what it means to live, you know, what it means to have a good life. And, and within that, you know, maybe doing some retreat inward or maybe doing some retreat back to nature, you know, can, can help re redefine that quality. That, and also I think COVID-19, uh, mm. I wrote an article about it, I always yeah. say, it changed in humanity something. <laughs> and and yes. there's, on, yeah. on one thing, it, it was a, a jump to digitalization. Okay. Um, and becoming the, the globally, it's like neighborhood right. we, now. We went through this together, for sure. Yes. But on the other side, and I see it with my parents, I see it how our family grow together. I see how neighborhoods grow together and helping each other um, when when the basic needs has yeah. to be fulfilled. 
Right. And it's it's totally interesting. And for me, 2021 will be such a game changer in thinking, in acting, yeah. in yeah. humanity. And either we see it on a healthy level. Yeah. Um, or a lot of people will go because of depression, because of totally diseases suicide rate and burnout we have more than ever people with burnout right i mean well i mean just think wow. about who i mean you know a lot of people have been existing based off the network you know like based mm -hmm. off their social connections and now you know going into covid a lot of people don't have that to, to fall back on and i think our global um, economy has been kind of like just holding itself together for a long time now yeah. trying to you know just kind of balance things keep things pace with each other and and maybe a lot of those people just didn't have the skills to deal with the stress they were already going through and uh you know they just got set off during covid but isn't it interesting on one side there will be there we have totally breakdowns right and on the other side new jobs new sure um thinking new a way of living uh, open up yeah yeah and and necessity is coming in and making yes. some inventions happen and um i did for example um terminal life care with my aunties oh, okay i forbade them till they are dying yeah and every time when i did it i i found out more and more of what's living is actually Okay. And maybe we need this breakdown globally yeah. now mm -hmm. to understand what living might be yeah. and to fulfill our dreams. Um, and I see it also with my mom. And I, I have a bucket list. Uh, when oh. I had my car accident and where I nearly died again, I, I, for me, it's like to fulfill every single day something from my bucket list because understanding living, I yeah. think having the in the or being in the face of dying is a necessity that we understand what living is and sometimes mean maybe need traumata maybe need depression burnouts and everything else that we begin to understand what living might be yeah i, I wanted to ask you within that within that context you know like you you understand um you've been doing a lot of research into like what frames are the most appropriate and, and if someone's listening and trying to like you know, just check in and align themselves with the process, knowing that, you know, maybe some of these things are something you need to find yourself, you know, a reason to live. But, you know, is there is there any like priority list or, or something you've come to that is a, a good condensation of, of some healthy frames to have for yourself? Begin to explore yourself. Hmm. It's like, who of you out there truly know who you are without everything what you learn from others. And when I did um, a talk about partnership and relationship, I said, who of you know each other actually? Because when you don't know yourself and who you truly are without all this information what you got from other people since childhood, you cannot even know the other person too. And there is one thing what I, I don't wanna recommend it, but I wanna give you an inspiration. Explore yourself. 
explore yourself, your subconsciousness. And when you take the from Sigmund Freud, the iceberg model, 90 to 95% is subconscious. So who of you know out there who you are? I don't. But I begin to explore for years and explore every single day something new about me, what I love, what other people told me before I can't, which is bullshit what, I'm, what I believe I can. And this is something what I, what I want to emphasize and give to other people, explore yourself. And also your friends, also your beliefs. And if you take the word belief, that's why I love English so much, yeah. If you take the word believe and you write it down, you see the word lie in there. Sure. And also with your values. Uh, who, who, who gave you all these beliefs and values? Is it coming from you, from inside of you? Yeah. Or is it from someone else? And they got it from someone else. And they got it mm -hmm. from someone else. Mm -hmm. And as more as I begin to explore myself, and I'm not talking, I'm talking on a human level. Yeah. Because I got confronted as woman with so many beliefs and with so many prejudices this, this, in the corporate world. This was like, what's going on here? I'm a human. I mm -hmm. wanted that you see me as human first. And it's so interesting how we perceive each other. It's so interesting how we believe we should be in a certain age with a certain sex with right. a certain because you have to have this career because you have kind of this of person mm -hmm. or I have to be as as that's why I say the yodeling as Austrian you have to wear dirndl and yodel and all the things and I'm like no <laughs> yes I, li I like dirndl but not all the time and no I cannot yodel sure. yes I like schnitzel but not all the time yeah all right. you know what I mean mm -hmm. we we are confronted with so many different views we we got trained and we got conditions from others and i'm that's why i love that disrupt everything title of my book yeah. because i just question everything mm -hmm. yeah that's uh that's a, this beautiful yeah to to be re-questioning like what you believe and and what you're you know that 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 act that process makes a lot of sense in, in being able to reconstruct um, who you are and what you're going through um, from from there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, do, do you kind of go into more of like your, your own personal process in your book? I'm, 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 I have to say I'm an introvert person, so I'm, I'm most of the time in me. And <laughs> sure. as, as more as I understand the way I function, Mm -hmm. and which beliefs I got. And uh, there is one thing what I promised myself since I'm 16, I don't want to give my children or anything else the shit what I got. So yeah. as more as I understand my subconscious beliefs and values I got from other people, as more as I want to, to heal it up, to change it, to find myself, my values, and my beliefs and my identity, what feels good for me and my living. And it's so interesting because I discover so many, is it gift or not? I don't know, it, I call it passion. Mm -hmm. If I'm good in it, I have no idea. And I don't care because if I believe, if I'm good in it, someone else is, is just having this, you know, this view on my, me 
because when I'm in inside of me, I give a shit if it's good or not. I just mm. make fun. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely an ideal to be able to have that compass so strong. Yes. And, and I see it with painting. I, I am I good? I don't know, yeah. but it's right. just fun. Yeah. And I guess what you're, what you're alluding to, you know, that there's a danger in having an external source of validation because when you have an external source of validation, you're apt to be confused by beliefs where you, you know, think that, you know, by having this identity, that's what's going to make me cool. That's what's going to make, keep me safe in my culture. And it's really not a, a, a helpful frame as being able to evolve, being able to progress as an individual and learn more about how to be a, a better version of yourself. That's and and what I perceived and I, I never understood because I'm I'm introvert is uh -huh. the peer pressure. Yeah, oh, sure. So, there is so when you're extrovert, you you truly have to check every. Yeah. Am I right or not? You do. How, yeah. how um, yeah. react other people, well, people on me? People do. Yeah. And also with the peer pressure and and for me, I never understood. I have beautiful mm. friends. Mm. Yes, they have their own point and they have their yeah. own. Um, topics and all the things and beliefs, but we inspire each other, and I don't don't take it as mine. Yeah. And and there are still we, we don't have to, we don't put pressure on each other. Right. Being someone better or someone else only to fit to us or, or to to be allowed to be allowed yeah. to be around me or something like that. Right. That's right. something I never understood. Well, you know, I think it's one, I think it's another aspect of an unconscious representation of uh, some kind of, um, you know, uh, re-referencing mechanism, you know, keeping other people in alignment with what the norm is for societies, I'm sure has some kind of utility um, to keeping it cohesive. But um, like you were saying, like with uh, other cultures that that seem to have an, a, a more healthy way of dealing with like a, a cultural trauma or group trauma, I think that there are different methods, and maybe bringing attention to those things, you know, being able to call out like, "Hey, are you are you are you bullying me because you know you're just trying to fit into, or you know, mm -hmm. are we, or, or is this like something that we can question and and um, maybe reframe together?" That's and most of the time, uh, because I experienced mopping, bossing, and and bullying a lot. Oh yeah. And I, ne yeah. I never understood. And mm -hmm. as more as I begin to to question them, where yeah. does it come from? Yeah. I begin I began to understand that it is nothing to do with me. <laughs> but no. most yes. of the time, it 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 it's just in their world, and they had yeah. to prove something with someone oh. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yes, and I do a lot of inner inner child healing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. understanding that most of the time happens in the first five to seven years, all the hurtings and, and traumas and traumatas. I begin to understand if you heal this topic through, everything else it's not a point anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean I think that and, and in terms of like our, our global society, you know, mm -hmm. we've had some traumatic experiences now for well over you know hundreds of years and um it's it's you know seeped into every layer of our of our context so that you know even some of these um 
microcultures of bullying and, you know, self-blame, self-loathing or, or family loathing, you know, however it presents, um, has saturated to, to a level where it's, it's all around us, you know, we're all going through it. And, um, you know, cause there's no one who hasn't, who doesn't have a grandparent who hasn't seen something mm. bad, um, mm. you know, in, in their, in their lives. So, um, you know, everybody's going through it in some way, form or fashion from some angle or direction. Um, and yeah, I mean, up to, up to people like you and, <laughs> and finding out more about like what, what that all is coming from and, and how to get out of it. Um, how to, how to start as an individual, you know, and, and break free. It's like we learn a lot from our parents, from school, but in sure. my opinion, not the most important thing for the actually need were a wonderful living. And uh, we have now times where it's hopefully be able um, to express that living is way much more than mathematics and uh, the language and all the things. Yeah. Yeah, very well said. Well, um, is there anywhere, Bernadette, that um, we can, that the audience can connect with you if they are um, inspired to reach out? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on social media. You, you find me through my, my name, Bernadette Bruckner. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook, I'm everywhere because even when I think about going out, breaking out of internet, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still a social media passionate. Huh? Cool. All right. Because my most of the websites, I'm in the middle of translating them also in English. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of my, of my stuff is still in German okay. because it's 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 just my mother tongue. Oh, that's that's uh, completely understandable. <laughs> Being a bilingual person and interacting with the multilingual world, uh, well, we you know we're, we're appreciative for all the sites you do have translated. Now, there's one thing what I always said, because I was, you know, other people told me, mm -hmm. especially my teacher, I'm not good in, in languages. Oh. And I'm like, no, I was <laughs> one year in America um, as an au pair and everything else. And for yeah. me, I always say language should be never a barrier not to communicate uh, with each other. And uh, when I worked in France, I, I had my dictionaries within and I was so bad in French, really bad. <laughs> But I'm, I just worked through, you know, took yeah. my dictionaries and find the words. And I'm a fan of, um, I don't know, I think it's called Jeopardy in English, where you either th uh, throw something or just explain every, something that you find the right word that the other people is guessing. And, and this is something I still love to do. So being uh, able, working globally and internationally, I love a lot. And... Uh, Today, I, I have one booklet, it's a, it's a freebie, where I have in 13 languages and I'm totally proud finding other people who support me um, to translate my stuff. Wow, okay. Well, very, so very language cool. should, should never be a barrier. Okay, okay. Well, if you're listening and you speak another language, keep that in mind. Yes. Okay, well, everyone who's listening, thank you very much. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, Bernadette. And, thank you. Um, I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.